In today's episode, we'll chat to one of my best friends, Emily, and she talks about VBAC and her experiences and what led her to choose to have a VBAC. Um, it's so interesting and it gets so interesting when she's talking about her actual experience. I hope you guys stick to the end. It is a little bit of a long episode, but it's so worth it. And at the end, what we take is how strong motherhood makes us, how strong parenthood makes us. And um, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see and it's beautiful to hear uh, someone sharing such a raw um, moment in their lives. So hope you guys like it. Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Ridge and this is It Takes a Village. So guys, today we've got Emily Jamal here. She is this beautiful woman um, that was courageous enough to um, decide after a sit session to have a VBAC and she's going to tell us the story. So welcome in. And we also have baby Daisy here with us today. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be good. Aren't you, Baba? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about um, VBAC. So tell mm. us. What VBAC means, please, Em. So VBAC is vaginal birth after cesarean, which, um, is which what, pretty much explains yeah, what it is. So. Which is what you experience. So yep. let's just start from the start. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about your, um, you know, we all dream about having kids and, you know, how the process is going to be. How did you always dream you was going to be? Like, you know, how did you want the birth to be? You had all these plans before you got pregnant. I, I really didn't, before I had kids, I really didn't think about what I wanted. It's when I fell pregnant with Skylar, my first baby. That's when I kind of started researching like what I wanted to do. Cause I really didn't, before that, I didn't even want kids up until a certain point. So then when I fell pregnant with Skylar and then I really wanted a natural birth And I did lots of classes, like, you know, your yoga and your natural birthing classes and stuff like that. And that's kind of how I envisioned it was going to go. And then when that was taken away from me, when she was breech, very early on, um, and obviously I tried to turn her and that kind of thing. And then when that kind of went out the window, I I kind of accepted it. Mm -hmm. But then when I actually went through the process of having a cesarean, I realized that that was definitely not what not I wanted. Not what you wanted. Yeah, I really didn't have a good experience. I know some people do have good yeah. ex- cesarean experiences. Like, that's... Yeah. You you knew it was going to happen because yeah. she was breached. But let's just go back a little bit more from the start. So then you get pregnant, and the yeah. pregnancy itself yeah. wasn't... Was it exactly what you thought it would be? Um, you can yeah, be honest, yeah. it was hard. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, it... The first 12 weeks was, like, really hard. And then through... I mean, I'm a bit of a whinger anyway, so... Yeah. Like, when I look back now, I'm like, oh, it was fine. But probably when I was going through it, yeah, like, it was definitely, like, being sick and stuff like that. But then you started sort of doing your courses and envisioning that you wanted yeah. a natural yeah. birth. And then you get the news that Scarlet's breach. Yeah. And so where do you go from there? You started, you know, doing things and... So I got really obsessed, like really, really obsessed with the whole trying to turn her. Try, you know, hang off the end of the couch, like on all... I'll be on all fours for hours. I'd be in, like inverting, so head down, kind of like a downward dog for hours on end. I'd burn moxa sticks on my feet. Like What for, is that? So it's like a... It's like a, like a stick... And it's like got herbs in it. I don't know what's in it. Because um, I, I did acupuncture for it to try to turn her as well. And then yeah. they gave me these sticks. And you mm-hmm. burn them on like certain points of your feet for three times a day for 20 minutes on each side. So it was a lot like, you know what I mean? It was like I put in so much in trying to turn her that when she didn't turn, I was so disappointed. Yeah. So then, you know, for six weeks, I, I'd have her an appointment because she was breech and they needed to see what she was doing because she was sitting, she wasn't a, she wasn't a complete breech, she wasn't an incomplete breech, she was kind of like 
they needed to watch what she was doing, yeah. and especially because they could see even on the ultrasounds that she she did have hip dysplasia. And then I got, was going in and they're like, yeah, she's still going to turn, still going to turn. And then we looked at it doing the ECV, which is the manual turn where they push on your on your belly to yeah. push the baby on the back of the head to turn. Do they do it? How do they do that? How's that? So they give you an injection to relax everything. Yeah. That, that can make your heart rate really, really, really fast. You can mm-hmm. have a reaction to it. And then but everything kind of, all your muscles relax around your stomach so then they can actually to yeah. push it down. So did you try that? No. no, because of where her umbilical cord was sitting. Yeah. They just advised me not to do it because yeah. But obviously you put a lot of effort to try to turn her around. So that yeah. makes it obvious that you really wanted to Yeah, try I wanted to her the, to do it. Yeah. Herself. But you did want to, the end result is for you to have a natural birth. Yeah. And then you know, you get to the hospital, she's still, so you, you booked in for a C-section. Yeah, and they booked me in at 36 weeks. They said she's not going to turn anymore, but I still kept trying, yeah, even yeah. after 36 <laughs> weeks, because they wanted to do it at 37 or 38, and then um, I pushed it to 39, and then, yeah, it, even to the day before, I was going to the trying, pool, yeah. doing duck dives, trying to get her to turn. Did they ever give you the option, or did they... Um, tell you that there was a possibility of having uh, natural births with her being breached? Is I there a possibility? To, yeah, they, I would have had to go somewhere else. I don't think they do yeah. it. With the obstetrician I had didn't do breach birth. He did tell me that. Yeah. So he goes, if you wanted to, you'd have to go somewhere else to do mm-hmm. that. But they have to be, well, this is what he told me, they have to be complete breach, so both feet down yeah, in your, okay. like in your cervix, whereas Scarlet was doing your own thing mm-hmm. so talk me through the birth experience because yeah. I have uh, very fond memories I've chose to have a c-section yeah. so I had what they call an elective c-session where I said nope um I am terrified of a baby coming out of my vagina just cut me open and take it away from me mm. for me um which was very you know frowned upon I grew up in Brazil where these certificates of Elective uh, C-sections are very high. We're the second... This year, we were the second uh, country highest, you know... Hey, baby! (laughs) We are the second uh, highest rate of elective C-sections. So, I think it's uh, 55%, whilst here in Australia, is like 30%. Mm. I think Um, it's going up, though, in Australia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was terrified about, you know, having a baby coming out of my vagina, the whole thing. Um... So then my experience, because I chose that, it wasn't taken away from me. Mm. It was very beautiful, I find. So yeah. tell me tell me about yours. I mean, obviously, any birth will be beautiful, but you know. Yeah, and you know, you know what, I mean? what? When I got, because Scarlett was a surprise, her gender, that was something that, you know, really made that moment for me special. really, really, really special. Yeah. Um, I mean, because... I, I guess I really wanted a girl. Yeah. Because I did have this surprise. And like either way, I would have been so happy. But because, like, I, I just remember I was crying in the car when my mum dropped me off. Because I was like, I don't want to go in. I don't want to go in. Um, and then I just, I just, it was very medicalized. And I think that's, I was like, I just didn't feel like this was the way I was meant to give birth. Yeah. Kind of thing. And I went in there and then they got me all ready and stuff. And it was just like, and then... You know, I remember, all I remember is when they put the epidural in and that was the point where, like, you start losing feeling in your body. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, I guess I, I feel like I am, I do get claustrophobic really easily, like, mm-hmm. if, <laughs> in any situation. Anyway, the epidural did go up too high, so it was, he'd, he did have to turn it down because it was, I was losing feeling all the way up to my chest and every time I took a breath... I felt, but then I don't know if this is, I don't know if that was just normal and yeah, like I was just, I couldn't panicking, handle it. Yeah. I was panicking. But every time I took a breath, I felt like my rib cage was crushing down on my lungs and I fully panicked. But then at the end, but then once it's kind of started, it was fine. And then I got this beautiful baby. And then, so then I, I kind of went through this, like at the end of it, it wasn't positive. Ugh. I don't know. It wasn't negative, but yeah. it wasn't just what it, it wasn't what I wanted. But once I like had the baby and stuff like that, and the kind of months went on, I kind of forgot about the whole experience and yeah, yeah, until I fell pregnant again. Yeah. 
So uh, how was your recovery at that stage? Um, the first few days, um, yeah, I just, I didn't, I don't know, I just didn't really particularly like it. Got, like uh, my, my scar and everything like that and getting back into exercise was fairly easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was probably like the, ho- you know, being in the hospital and, and getting changed, you know, they, yeah. they wash you and they yeah. change your yeah. pad, I guess, and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I didn't like that. Like that. Yeah, and, no. But no one would. Nobody does. Um, that's a funny side note. So while we're having a chat, Em's just checking on baby Daisy's nappy. <laughs> it never stops, guys. The job never stops. Um, so, so you kind of mentioned that you didn't really realize you really, really wanted until you felt pregnant again. So you didn't really look up much about VBAC until you actually got pregnant. No, I knew, I knew I wanted a V. I, I was secretly doing that, you know, and I even asked, I even looked up, looked all like VBAC and stuff before I even had Scarlett when I knew it was booked in. So I made sure, you know, I put on, I made some birth notes and made sure, you know, it was a, which they do anyway, um, like the horizontal line, and you have this certain stitch that is like, I guess, it's, it's like a oh, double wow. suture or something. So I think it's a bit stronger. So you had to ask for that? Um, I think they just do it anyway, but I made sure, you know, I had it on there because, um, you know, that's the one thing with VBAC is, is, is rupture of the okay, scar. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I made sure, you know, that when he did it, it was a suitable scar that, you have mm-hmm. more chance of having a right. vaginal birth okay. after. So I put that in my notes and he kind of said, yeah, yeah, I do that anyway. Okay. Like, oh, good. And, you know, I, I just, once I had scar, I mean, I was full mum. Like, after that, I was, I was looking it up, like, probably, probably a little bit later. Because, you know, I was in that newborn phase where I just didn't even care. I kind of blocked out my, that birth. Mm-hmm. I didn't really want to think about it. Okay. So I really blocked that out. I was like, no, nah, that's in the past now, moving forward, being a mum. And then when I, you know, was kind of like, okay, we're going to start trying soon. So you had I to re- wait. You had to wait a time though. There is a time that you need to wait to be able to do a VBAC, isn't um, it? Like, I've, I've I, heard something like that. Yeah, they recommend, I think, 18 months from, I think it's 18 months. Look, uh, these numbers might be wrong. 18 months from delivery to birth, I think, again. Oh, okay, but so it's not that long. I thought it was like, for some reason, I thought it was like two years or something. No. Some people even go a little bit less than that. Okay. Because what's the difference again. between Scarlett and Daisy? Three and a half years. Yeah. So that was m- more, than, more than, enough than enough time. So I never really looked. So then uh, you decide, you fall pregnant and you decide, I'm going to do this. Yep. Yeah, straight so, away. Yeah. Straight away. Yeah. There was no... How did you, did um, Steve, your husband, did he have any comments on that? Or did, was he like, oh, I remember, right. um, I, he, no, he would just let me go. Like, yeah. I, I think if he was to say, at the end of the day, it's my body, body yeah. it is his baby. But I just remember once we were driving in the car and I think I was about 23, 24 weeks pregnant. So, yeah. And I was like, I just need to tell you, there's like a 0.01% chance of my scar rupturing. He goes, oh, what does that mean? And then I kind of went through all the figures. And I think that's when something chicked in his head. It's like, oh, this is serious. Like, that's yeah. a serious thing to happen, even yeah. though it's so minute. It's the smallest, smallest yeah. percentage. But it could happen. Yeah. And then... And I think he, the only thing he said, I remember we were driving and then he was like, I think he was like, oh, okay. And he was, I could see he was a little bit worried, but then Steve's, he's, he's a very kind of like, he doesn't yeah. like things. It's even if he was thinking it, he wouldn't, he wouldn't express that to me. Cause yeah. I think he just knew that. Yeah. How, was, how passionate you were about yeah. getting that. And he wouldn't turn way. around to me and say, oh, you can't do that. Or Yeah. 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 Unless it was like. Say if I turned to him and said, oh, there's a 50% chance of this yeah, happening yeah, or, of I, you know, then he might <laughs> yeah. have something to say. But um, I think because he knew our hospital was so close, we had a doula with us and, and that kind of thing. He, I think he kind of trusted the whole, he trusted that I did my research, I yeah. think. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to ask you. So then straight away you knew what you wanted to do. So then you yeah. did your research, yeah. you gathered a team. So yeah. tell me about the whole you know, what you looked into. So, cause it was very different from, from your first pregnancy, wasn't it? The yeah. whole, you know, looking and, you know, having 
a doula and all this kind of stuff. It was very different, wasn't it? The yeah. Process. Um, I think because I had a gynecologist because I had a few issues um, leading up to or during the process of trying for our second baby. I had a few things go on, so I had to go get a gynecologist. And she just so happened to be an obstetrician as well. And she just so happened to be somebody that is really pro VBAP and really pro natural birth and, and do it all, just doing what a mother wants to do, whether that is natural yeah. birth, whether that's cesarean, whether that's VBAP, she's all for the mum. She doesn't really, yeah. you know, she's the best person ever. I, yeah. I can't remember. So you didn't actually have trouble finding someone because you just kind of came across I just can't, It just happened. It's like it was in my head. It was just meant to be. Like I yeah. just got referred to her by a GP. They go to this woman, you know, she's, she's a great gynecologist. So I went to her. And then when I was there, I saw all these pamphlets in the room. So pretty much I, when I had my pregnancy test, I think a few days afterwards I called them up and they were like, <laughs> I think I, I, I think I just told Steve and like the next <laughs> yeah. day, like I was like on the phone, they're like, Oh, when are you due? I don't know. And I, then I was like, I don't know. Stick. I pretty much, I've just done my pregnancy test and they're like, you're the earliest person. I go, I'm get, I need to get this doctor. Like I need yeah. to get her. Like they're like, okay, okay. So yeah, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't not going to have her as my doctor because there was no way of me going with anybody else in my head. But yeah. I hadn't gotten to that point where if she was booked, what was I going to yeah. do? Yeah, And then what else were uh, parts of your preparation? So you had her as a doctor, but you you had some more um, things that you organised in you. So you had your... Well, my one of my friends is a doula, so... And I, you know, and I knew how passionate she is about birth and, and natural birth and also just being there for the mum and what they want. Yeah. And I think because, you know, I know her, she's my friend and, you know, we go on really well. I really wanted her there. And, you know, a doula is recommended by lots of people if you're going for a VBAC. Right. Um, so, you know, we had lots of time together on the lead up to talk about different things like how, you know, how the label would... Because, like, you know, so I've never been So would you meet her, like, weekly or not? Probably, I think, um, and we met up every every few weeks from, from about... Um, Oh, to talk weeks. about what could happen, what goes down. Or yeah, to... so we just talked about, you know, what, how, you know, how I like labour at home because at that point I really wanted to labour at home and, right. and stuff like that. And, you know, how – because I think my biggest fear – I went through a, a bit of a patch as well um, for a few weeks of really worrying about my scar rupturing. Like yeah. I nearly – I didn't – nearly think about just booking a cesarean but I actually had a lot of fear mm-hmm. I think because I was like oh my god this is real like what happens um it's a really really low percentage but pretty much your it can be partial or it can be fully so a fully ruptured mm. scar is when it fully opens mm-hmm. um and you've got a matter of minutes to kind of get the baby out um or you can have like a partial rupture so like the, the edges can mm-hmm. can open but um like it, I mean, there's complications with any birth. There's complications yeah. with cesarean. There's yeah. Even you can even have your uterus rupture, not even having a cesarean. Birth. So even if you have your first birth, yeah. natural birth, your uterus can rupture. Right. And that's that percentage of that happening isn't actually that much different to going after a cesarean. So yeah. there's all these, but I think it is really pushed as a fear with feedback. Like I yeah, think, yeah, it is. Yeah. So. I, I mean, at least that's what you hear. So then you had your doula, you had yeah. your doctor, and yeah. they were both... Did you have any anyone else? Or no, just, well, who was your support system apart from these people? But they were... I mean, they were... My, so, like, yeah. you know, my husband and um, and the doula and, and having my obstetrician. I felt like I was... That was my support system. Yeah. I didn't really need any, anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the response from your friends and family? I mean, when, oh. you, when it comes to, you know, you, you before you actually give birth, yeah. um, you know, and you say, this is what I'm going for, and people um, have this really preconceived idea of yeah. the risks of VBAC or, you know, like even, what VBAC is about. Yeah. Um, so when you go and say, oh, I'm going to, you know, the, what was the response? Like the response? Um, was it mainly positive? Or no, it was, to be honest, it was 
mainly negative. Really? Yeah. Oh. Mainly negative. It's, it's really sad it looking yeah. back because, yeah, and especially from really close friends and family. Yeah. I, in the end, I, I kind of didn't want to tell anybody because yeah. it, it kind of made me feel like I was endangering my baby's yeah. life by yeah. just doing something that's so natural. Yeah. And it's like, really? Like, you're going to tell me that I'm in, by giving birth the way, you know, it's yeah. meant to happen. Like, yeah. I'm... I'm endangering my baby's life. And I think that's when I got really, I got, I got not upset. I was getting really angry. So I was like, yeah. when people would question you me, just I would attack. Defensive straight I get away. defensive. I put yeah. this block up. That happened pretty early on because I was very open. Open about, about it. it. Yeah. And you were very to, proud. Yeah. I just, I think I, not proud at that point because I just, I hadn't had it yet, but it was yeah. like, I just wanted some support. You yeah. know, some people saying, oh yeah, good you know. Job. Yeah, good. But, I didn't get any of that, and I think it's, that really was upsetting me. Like, it yeah, really was. Yeah, I, I feel like, and I had this discussion with someone else about breastfeeding, and I feel like us moms, we can't win. Because no. when you talk about these, it just reminds me of my experience when, you know, I decided to have a C-section. Yeah. People were just, oh, you know. Yeah. When, and so then I started to, one, trying to avoid the subject, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to have to tell people that I chose to, you know, have a C-section and then when I had to I kind of had to I, I found myself having to find excuses like oh you know um I'm very small and it looks like my baby's very big yeah who cares yeah um <laughs> I would even like I would even kind of joke around to try to sort of break the ice and go oh you know this baby because you know pregnancy for me was it took everything of me oh, yeah. I was just you know, because I'm very small and my two babies were very big. So I would just sort of joke around, you know, they took everything from me. <laughs> if there's something I'm keeping intact, it's my vagina, yeah. you know, and try to make it funny. So people yeah. would kind of, I don't know. Yeah. And I shouldn't. No. Because I you're not. Because it's, it, my, it's my body. And, and your I, choice and, as yeah. well. And yeah. I wasn't putting my baby in risk, you know. Um, I was with professionals that were supporting me. And I know the doctors probably love when someone comes to their office and they go, I want to have a thing. Yeah. They go, right, yes. I'll take you. Yes, I know that. I am aware. But I'm also aware they, they would, would not put me at risk, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, I mean, it was a beautiful experience for me. I would have been so nervous if I, I wish decided I had a, to. A really beautiful. Yeah, experience I think because well. it was my choice. Yeah. Then I didn't have to worry about the things that would have made me anxious about yeah. having the baby naturally. So you know, I was I was pain free. I was very lucid, so I knew everything. So I remember every single moment. I remember the look Sammy gave me. I remember the first thing I noticed about him. You know, I wasn't in pain. So it was such a peaceful moment. Yeah. Both births, but especially in the first one because it's your first. Yeah. And like, no one can take this away from me. I'll take the opportunity of this break to say thank you to, to our friends at Three Pence Cafe. Um, we had some lovely coffees today. Um, em had a caramel latte, which I never tried before. She said was delicious, so I have to try something like that next time. They have a whole board of different flavoured lattes. They have like turmeric, caramel, peppermint. They have one called roasted mellow. Oh, definitely going to have to try this one less next time. Thanks, Three Pants Cafe. Had to do a little stop. Baby Daisy needed a new nappy. But we're all good and we're happy now, aren't we, Daisy? I don't know for how much longer. Yeah, but... <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so we were talking about um, the negative um, feedback you got from friends and family, which yeah. you expect to, you know, get all the support. I, was, I just remember that. And it's, oh, it would be heartbreaking. You were just... It's that time that you're just sensitive about everything yeah. and you question all your decisions yeah, and you're... all you need is freaking support, people. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's n- none of anyone's business but you and your family, yeah. but it is our business to keep you um, supported. I you, was lucky you know? because my mum was... She questioned a couple of things, but overall yeah. she was supportive. Um, and also having... Megan, my best friend, she was very supportive. So I think having two really close people that were real, and obviously Steve and Kylie, my doula, 
And me. <laughs> and you. You're good too. How much did you hear that you knew for a fact or you found out later for a fact that was 100% uh, not truth? Like just, you know, you, you, you hear those facts um, that actually are not facts. Like, did you have the ammunition to respond back at that stage or not really? I think because I was, I had done all my research, so I knew exactly what I was getting myself into. I knew the, I knew the stats. I knew, you know, I knew everything because I'd researched. And these people that had, that were coming at me, you know, negatively about my choice, they had, they didn't do the research. Yeah. That was just their opinion on yeah. the whole or thing. Something they heard somewhere. Yeah, and it's like some, most people. Most people, when I say, even now, like even last week I was saying to somebody that I, you know, had a V-back and they're like, oh, what's that? And I go, oh, you know, vaginal birth after cesarean. She had a cesarean and, recently, you know, she was, her baby was eight months. She goes, oh, I didn't know I could do that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, they'll, no one will tell you you can. but Because you also, I remember you mentioning that to me and kind of going, you know, even in the sort of... Um, the health professionals won't really no make that information that available to you, will they? Unless you you chase the right people. Yeah, even when I went to my GP and said that I wanted to do VBAC, she was kind of like, oh, and she goes, you know, and then there was it's always this thing of whatever's best for the baby, whatever's best for the baby, and I know that it is it is about the baby, but it's also about the mother too, yeah. and you know, like you have to have a birth experience that you know is positive and that you you will help you to connect with the baby yeah, as well yeah which is so important and and i think post natal depression is, is is a big thing and i feel like you know like um it, especially having traumatic birth experiences and stuff like that does yeah like cause yeah. not you know not all the time cause it but it can and it can help yeah, yeah. and you know, and we need to look after, you know, you need a healthy mum as well, you, do. you know, mentally healthy mm. to look after your baby. And yeah. that was like really, yeah, important to me both times. And I think it was good because with, with Scarlett's birth, even though, um, you know, it's not what I wanted, I was very prepared that that was, that was the way I was going to birth. And, um, and I was lucky I really bonded quickly with, with her and, and yeah. you know, I didn't have any... Um, now let's get into, let's get down to business yeah. and tell me what happened, well, what, yeah. what went down literally. Well, actually Daisy was like, well, she was breech at one point, but I managed to, I got it in early. So what I did, how to, did you feel when you heard she's breech? I was like, just, oh, no. I remember I did a little Snapchat when I got back into the car because I was like, no, no. This can't happen to me. I was like, why can't my body just be normal and just have a baby going with head down? Like, what is wrong with me? What's wrong with my babies? That's what I was thinking. And I think because this was 24 weeks, so it was super early, whereas yeah. Scarlett was, when I found out, I felt her turning me, which was about 28 weeks, but it wasn't confirmed until my appointment, which was 30. Yeah. But because I this was really early on, this was 24 weeks with Daisy, I just went, boom, straight back into the... My old, I knew exactly what to do, inversions, off the couch, <laughs> on all fours. Um, I was actually doing a swimming class with another doula. And, you know, I was like, oh, you know, I'm bouncing on the um, fit ball and stuff. She's like, no, no, don't do that because that gets yeah. the baby down in position, you know, locks them in. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, I won't do that anymore. So then yeah. I was like, yeah, all fours every night. And then, I, and then I felt her turn. And then I think it was like 28 weeks I went in and then she was like, head down. But then I was like on the football every night trying to making sure she would stay. I wasn't leaning back, you know, in the couch like this. Like you can't do anything like that because that can make them go yeah. back into a breach position. Okay. So, yeah. And then, yeah, she, once she was head down, I was like, oh, thank God. Like I don't have to. I was still worried that she'd turn again. But, yeah. And then you had, so I remember you had a couple of times that you thought maybe you were going to labor and then I think it was one one of the times we were even were we with you and then you were just so when we uncomfortable went quiz, when we went to quiz night you were just so uncomfortable yeah and you, we were like right, well, she's right, having yes. she's having this baby tonight for sure and that happened a couple of times and then tell us the whole thing um so yeah we went in on Saturday morning 
Um, with VBAC, you can't be induced the normal way, which is like your um, the gel. So normal induction is like the gel that they put in um, into your cervix and, and like softens the cervix. It's kind of like, I think it's like a synthetic version of like sperm. So it like roughens right. your cervix and stuff. Mm-hmm. You can't have that because it in, increases your chance of rupture. Mm-hmm. So um, you do the balloon instead, the balloon catheter. Um, and then that was put in at about 7.30 or 8 o'clock in the morning. My obstetrician came in and put it in. And then um, you got, you leave it in kind of thing. I think you get, you can give it like eight eight hours. I think in the end it was left in for like 12 hours in May. <laughs> but um, so that was um, put in. And then um, literally straight away um, at about 8.30 my body started contracting. But mm-hmm. they came on really – because I was having the Braxton Hicks. Mm-hmm. But these were the same but – they came on really strong straight away. And when they put it in, they're like, oh, you know, your your cervix is already... It was like one to one and a half centimetres dilated already, really thin, soft. The baby's head was right there. My waters were still intact. So they're like, you know, this could be... You know, it's, you're, you've got a really good chance. Like, you're really ready kind yeah. of thing. So Did you like, take anything for pain? Or? No. Nothing. Not at that point. <laughs> No, nah, and like I just remember because I done lots of hypnobirthing, which is another thing actually that's really good for VBAC. Like I really got into the zone. I like downloaded lots of tracks, and and one of the things was like focus on the s- spot. Like when you're in pain, when you're going through a contraction, um, and you know I focus on that spot. And they were like, we've never seen somebody handle putting the balloon catheter in so well. And I was like, I'm so prepared for this. You know, <laughs> I've been preparing for for so long. And they're like, oh yeah, you can tell because I just didn't move. I didn't. Right. No expression, nothing, because I was just focusing on this spot on the ceiling. I did actually have the TENS machine I hired for the day, for the, the birth, the, the, ten, the TENS machine. What's that? That's um like a little, it's like a it's like a thing you put on your back and you press it. Um, and it just kind of like... Like, like a, a little bit of massage thing or electro... No. Like electrodes. Oh, kind right, of, right, okay. And that helps relax. It helps with the power. Just, I didn't... Is it horrible? I, it just didn't work for me. Oh, okay. It's just like some people love it and mm-hmm. some people I don't really. And I was one it of those. It just sounds like that. something else that you don't need. I know. Like electrical shocks on your back while you're in labor. I think I used it like for maybe four hours oh. total. And then I was like, nah, get 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 this off. It only helps in early labor anyway, apparently. So like. Oh, okay. I was like, nah, it's not for me. So I just didn't even have that on. Like I had it for a few contractions and that's it. Yeah. Um... Because how long total was your um, your labour? So from start, so from, like, if you're going for, by um, when my contractions first started, yeah. it was 39 hours. Oh, God. <laughs> so the average, I, I read. Who's <laughs> that? I, I don't know. know too much. So the average for, you know, a, a mum that, you know, giving birth for the first time, so mm. it would be your case, as you know. Um, natural birth is 13 hours. 13? Yeah. So you tripled that. (laughs) Before, when I used to hear people like laboring for like 12 hours or 15 hours, I'm like, whoa. Wow, wee, that's so, such a long time. Like, that's crazy. Because my mum, my my mum had really quick births. So I'm always used to, and like, my best friend had like really quick labors and stuff like that. So I'm like, oh. You know, like that's 13 how. Thirteen hours old. Oh, that's now such that. a long time. And now I'm like, oh, I would kill for a thirteen-hour labour. <laughs> I would kill for it. Oh my god, what am I? But it's. I think. Um. If you, I think if you look at labours that started with induction, it'd be longer. Yeah. If you were to go into natural labour, I think right. that is a lot yeah, yeah. quicker than when you get induced. That's. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any research beforehand of um, labour with induction yeah but afterwards I just did a little bit of reading I was like oh yeah but there's nothing you could do no there was nothing I could do okay so then um let's go and tell me how was the birthing oh sorry yeah after 12 hours um of laboring I was only five centimeters and that's when they removed the balloon and broke my waters so like to go I was already like one and a half when I went in one and a half centimeters so I'd only dilated like another four centimeters and I'll you know it was a bit what's the ideal I think it's one centimeter every hour is the ideal like and when are you ready to to, when are you meant to be ready what's Uh, that number 10 oh 10 okay 10 centimeters yeah (laughs) 
Um, and then, yeah, so I went through a few more hours and then I think got to about one o'clock in the morning and I was exhausted. So this was like, oh, it would have been like 18 hours in. And at this stage you had still nothing for your pain, nothing for... Nothing, just the tens machine and the gas. Yeah. Yeah. So then one of the obstetricians... one of the midwives came in and she offered a morphine shot and I was really against, I didn't want to have, I just thought more and more intervention would lead to more and more intervention. So I was kind of really against. So intervention can be anything like, yeah, like any drugs, even like um, vaginal examinations that okay. when you meddle with your body, uh-huh. this is what I've read. Yeah. Um, this is part of my research is just kind of let things go. But I guess yeah. I'd already, by having the balloon put in, I'd already started that anyway. Yeah. So I was just really exhausted. Like I was really, really tired. The obstetrician was called in actually at about 10 o'clock because my my temperature started going up. Um, and then that's when they put me onto fluids because her heart rate was going up a little bit because mine was up, so hers yeah. was up. And they put me onto fluids and got it back down. That's kind of when they mentioned the first cesarean kind of thing. Um, but luckily my obstetrician came in, calmed me down, got me onto fluids and everything was back to normal. So, so who suggested the system? The system? Uh, the, one of the midwives. Right. Like, and then this isn't good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is about nine o'clock PM. So this, you know, they, um, she'd come in, taken the balloon out, broken my waters. And I think that because they wanted my waters to break naturally, but they didn't. Yeah. And that was another intervention was, mm-hmm. was getting my waters broken. And I think that's when my body just went into shock yeah and my temperature just went went up mm-hmm. um and that's a that's a bit of a worry like when that happens mm-hmm. because then my heart rate was was really high my mm-hmm. pulse and stuff and then in turn like daisies was was up when mm-hmm. they were doing the monitor because i had to be on yeah, the monitor yeah. the whole time um and then um i, I also had like the drip put in and then I was on continuous monitoring from about 3 p.m. So this is I'm going back and some forwards, but yeah. but that's what happened like the first the first kind suggested. of 12 hours. Yeah. And then um so yeah um my obstetrician was called in um back in when uh so she had gone home after she had kind yeah. of put the balloon in uh, sorry taken the balloon out and broke my waters. Yeah. And then she was called back in. My temperature started going up yeah. because obviously they're like thinking about cesarean. Mm-hmm. I was like, can we you know? try anything so she, she you know she put me onto fluids and then everything went back to normal mm-hmm. so and she was comfortable to do that oh yeah because she was yeah. like she and then she monitored me it was about two hours she was in there for mm-hmm. and then for an hour you know my temperature went back down my heart rate went back down and so did daisies it wasn't mm-hmm. like crazy high it was just mm-hmm. high yeah um and then so that all and she was like yeah i'm fine to leave if everything's fine then there's no there's no reason mm-hmm. there's no reason to call a cesarean when everything's fine again yeah. you know it's mm-hmm. just i think it was just my body's reaction to getting my waters broken mm-hmm. and then um so about 1 a.m 2 a.m the contractions were so strong like i couldn't couldn't sleep and then so yeah she was like, do you want a morphine injection? And I was like, oh, I was so tempted. And, Kai, you know, my daughter's like, no, you know, you don't, don't try not to. You know, yeah. She was like gently, yeah. um, you know, you don't, you know, you don't want that kind yeah. of thing. Because that's what was on my birth plan. I didn't want, yeah. I wanted yeah. to ask for drugs. Yeah. But when it's there getting like dangled in front <laughs> of your face and you're so tired, you've been in labor for like, you know, 20, nearly, nearly 20 hours, you're like, Oh my god, I need to sleep. I'm yeah. so tired. I was only five centimeters. I was like, I cannot do the rest of this plus push a baby out with no sleep. So I took the morphine injection. Yeah, and it 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 just dulled the pain. Like the pain was it was not like a epidural. It yeah, dulled the pain, and I slept between. At least I got to sleep between the contractions. Time I had one, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, and then I got to the next day. Um, and my daughter had to leave, and then um. She came back in at about 12 or something, and she, I looked like death, apparently. And my as soon as she came back in, my temperature was up again, my heart rate was up again, and so was um, Daisy's. And yeah. then they put me back onto fluids. And that's when um, another cesarean was called, but this time it was a bit more like... Um, we're prepping you. We're prepping you. They yeah. had the... They called the anaesthetist to come in... And, um, obstetrician came back in, put me back onto fluids, heart rate went back down, temperature went down, so did the babies. But then that's... Was there a reason for that time? Um, 
I, I, I was dehydrated. Yeah, okay. I was so dehydrated. And I think, you know, my daughter's like, has anybody been giving you water? I wasn't, I was told I w- couldn't eat at that point. Mm. Um, so I think now heading towards, she's going to have cesarean anyway. Yeah. So they had told me to stop eating. I was allowed to drink, but nobody was really offering me water. Mm. So this is Sunday around midday, so I was really um, dehydrated. And, um, yeah, so I was put back onto fluids and, and stuff like that. And then, and then your heart rate went down again. Yeah, and hers went down. But then that's when um, my obstetrician said, look, you know, you have been in labour for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got to start looking some... And I'd stalled. I, 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 and I hadn't moved. Like, you know, my body had stopped. Yeah. It, it was. I think it was seized up because I kept, you know... Um, it, it's pretty much happened. As soon as my waters broke, everything ceased. You know, I'd gotten to five centimetres before that, but I think that really stopped my body from progressing because mm-hmm. um, they're artificially broken, they, you know. Yeah. Um, so she goes, you know, we've got to start looking at other things. And I was open to that. I was, you know, I was so tired by this point. Mm-hmm. It's not like I had given up. She goes, you know, don't be afraid of an epidural. And in my head, I was like, if you give me an epidural, that's just more of a reason to send me for a cesarean. Yeah. So I was like, no, I don't want it. And then I think an hour later, she I don't think she left. Um, they they all, a whole team of people rushed in. Um, we're, we're sending you for a cesarean. And then I was like, oh, what? I was like, what's happening? Yeah. You know, and they're like, you've been in labor too long. And I was like, but I'm fine. Like, I, I feel fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with me. The baby's fine. Like, her heart rate's fine. There's no sign of distress. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was like, I want my obstetrician. I want my obstetrician. Like, you know, I, and I think I turned to one, this one that I'd never even seen. I just remember I'd never seen her face. And she came in and she was like the head of midwife of the day or something. And I was like, I, I'm sorry. I turned out, I was like, I'm sorry. I don't know you. Yeah. Who are you? Mm-hmm. And then um, I was like, give me, can I have another hour? And then they kind of looked at each other like, whoa, like nobody's ever asked for an hour before. <laughs> and because I was like, in my head, I was like, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Like, where, where is this coming from? You and panicked a bit, didn't you, at this stage? Like, you were like, no. Yeah, I was like, no. Yeah. No. And especially because there were so many people like around me. And I was like, what's going on? Like, what is this kind of thing? Do you thing? think that was kind of like a way to, like... Bully me? Yeah. That, yeah. I didn't want to use that word. But because, yeah. you know, these this people are professionals. Yeah. But that's what it feels like. I think, it sounds like. I think they just didn't... You know, medical system, like, we have an amazing medical system. But I feel yeah. like sometimes it is not failure to bro- progress. It's failure to wait. They can't wait for mothers just to... Their bodies just to be. Yeah. Like, they just need to, like do something like oh what's what's happening and i think i, I wonder know. if it's because and they're not used to somebody questioning them either yeah i don't i mean it's not a bad thing coming from where i come from it's not a bad thing to be over regulated yeah it keeps things the wheels you know turning yeah whilst when you don't have as much regulation sometimes things can come off but then when we are over regulated the way we are um, I think the professionals just get really scared of, you know, what can get them if anything goes wrong. Yeah. I don't know if that if could be a reason. Were, say if, like, they come in and, you know, her heart rate was dropping or, you know, and I was, like, sick or vomiting or, you know, and, they, you know, there was cause for concern. And mm-hmm. they, they, yeah, I just, I was kind of, like, shocked because... I just wanted, if someone was going to come in and tell me, okay, you need to have cesarean, I wanted that to be my obstetrician. Yeah. Not some people that I'd never seen before. Yeah. And I was like, it was just out of the blue. So then I was like, no, no, I want to, I want my obstetrician, I want to speak to her. They're like, oh, okay. So they sent her in and she was kind of like, um, you've, and she, then she explained it to me, she goes, look, your body's stalled. And then it kind of made sense to me. Yeah. Not coming in and being like, you've yeah, been yeah. in labor, you know, being in labor, it is, there's no, you know, there's no time. There shouldn't be any time unless there's, there's like, um, you know, the baby's in distress or something like that. Yeah. But you know, she goes, your body is stalled. We got to look at other options. And I was okay. like, yeah, I'm open to that. Like, and then she goes, okay, so, you know, let's think about having an epidural. And then I was like, whatever I need to do to help my my body dilate. Because she mm-hmm. goes, you know, the epidural can can either 
make it stop completely and mm-hmm. then that's when we have to think about other options or it can help your body relax and open up mm-hmm. and I had it put in and that's pretty much what happened I like went in two hours I got into like eight centimeters mm-hmm. um and the only thing I remember because I got the one where you can walk around so I was still walking around mm-hmm. bouncing on the ball like doing some squats and things like that to open my body up so it was like a walking epidural oh my god but I was, it was like a marathon Oh, but no, but by this point, when I had it in, I felt amazing. I was like, why did I get this earlier? Like, every contraction, I was like, yeah, look at the, the chart, and I'd have a contraction. I'm like, I can't even, I, I don't even know that that's a contraction. I was like, this is amazing. And I kind of felt like, yeah, my whole my whole thought process of, like, no epidural, no epidural, yeah. kind of was like, oh, maybe I should have had this earlier. But then I guess, like, you, you, I had it at the right did, time. you would probably question yourself, what if yeah. I didn't? Would yeah. it have been gone a different way so, yeah yeah but i'm so glad i had it in the end because i i didn't experience <laughs> transition. Hours, anyway i know <laughs> so then yeah after that got put in um they examined me again after two hours they're like oh my god you're eight centimeters i was like what and then they came in um but then the last i remember house rules was on because i was watching house rules on the tv and i was like loving life like with this every girl in. <laughs> and then they came in and then a uh, midwife came in this is when they prepped me for a cesarean for the third time and i was like nine centimeters or nine and a half centimeters and they're like you have an hour or we're just gonna have to you mm-hmm. you and i was I think I was ready by that point. Like, I was like, okay. I felt you've defeated. Done I've you done should, everything. Yeah. And then, the, you know, she goes, you know, you've got an hour. If you're not at 10 centimetres, we're going to have to yeah. go for cesarean because, yeah, you, you, the baby's... Tired. The baby... Oh, her heart rate was fine. I just remember um, getting really upset again. I started crying because mm-hmm. I was like, I've gone through all this just for it to end in something that could have had done at the beginning yeah and I was like no like do you question your decisions at that point yeah because then I was like I had gone through all this you know over 30 I think it was like 35 hours at this point you know all this you know all this pain all this kind of all this work I've put in for it to end in what I was trying to avoid in the first place but I I was really upset, but then I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm ready, you know, if I have to. But I was like, you know, really upset. Um, and then I remember my obstetrician came in in her scrubs. So this is, you know, I was given an hour, so I was up like bouncing, like squatting, you know, everything, trying to get my body to get to this final centimetre. And um, I remember they all came in in their scrubs. So I was like, okay, yeah, we're going, we're going down. Like, yeah. but she was going to give me one last, she was going to give me a, examination to see if I got to 10 but if I was still stuck at nine it was like they were all ready to go and I had my epidural in so I was all ready yeah and then she checked me and then she was she was like you're 10 centimeters and I and then I broke down like I just started crying because I thought even if I was because I thought she meant like you're at 10 centimeters but we still have to go yeah because I thought I wasn't allowed I wasn't given that extra time to push mm-hmm. so I started crying they're like why are you crying and I go well I've got, I've done, I'm 10 centimetres and I, you know, I'm going to have to have cesarean still. And they're like, no, like, you're 10 centimetres, you can push. Oh my God. And I was like, really? <laughs> so then I, I got the uh, epidural switched off at this point because I wanted to feel when I, because yeah. I really wasn't feeling very yeah. much. And I was like, because I like, one of the midwives was like, can, do you feel like you need to do a poo? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you have that sensation, sensation to push. And I kind of lied because I was like, yeah, but. I really wasn't, I really wasn't feeling it. And that's when I I was like, oh, can we switch off the epidural? Because I feel like I want to be able to feel a bit more. Mm -hmm. So I switched it off. And then I was up standing, like leaning on the bed. And I started pushing. Mm -hmm. And I think I lasted like four pushes before my legs were really still quite heavy. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know if it's because of the epidural was still like in my system. Um, I could feel everything like every by this point um you know my my feeling was mostly back so I could feel every contraction I could feel every like push so I was like, as long as I can feel you know what's going on and then all of a sudden I noticed that I think everyone else noticed it before me like her heart rate started spiking so it started yeah. going up every contraction mm-hmm. but like not like up like before you know how before you know when I was dehydrated it was kind of like 
a little bit high, but mm. not really cause for concern. Yeah. Way above 160, because I think 160 is like your high level. So you got, I think, between 110 and 160 is like, you know, your normal range, and 160 was where she was kind of high before. Yeah. But it was going up like 180, 190 mm. beats per minute, and that's when, um, yeah, my obstetrician turned to me and she was like, um, get this baby out now and I can't even I thought I was only pushing for about half an hour because I mm-hmm. said to Steve afterwards I was like oh I was only pushing for half an hour he goes no you were pushing for an hour and a half I didn't realize like the time really went away yeah like, it was all a blur and stuff like that and then so she goes look we're gonna have to put you on your back and I was like but by this point I just did what everybody said because I was like exhausted I was so exhausted yeah. and I didn't really know and this is when, like, I handled the contraction pain so well. Like, I thought I was pretty good. Like, I didn't really – there was no, like, a growing through them, but I didn't really, like – I never thought this pain was over – like, was going to overtake my body. But then when the epidural was wearing off, like – because obviously the epidural had been off for, like, a couple of hours by this yeah. point, I could feel the pain of the pushing, the burn that everyone talks about. Oh, my God. I was like, okay – I think the pain, like, was overtaking my body a bit. So then I really wasn't taking what was going on around yeah. me, except for her, when they said that her heart rate, and I noticed it, then that's, I started to worry, I think, as mm-hmm. well. So the pain and the worry, I was kind of like, yep, 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 do whatever you need to do. Like, I don't really know. Mm-hmm. And then they put me on my back, legs into stirrups, and then that's when I lost complete control of my pushing. Like, mm-hmm. it was horrible. It felt like I couldn't, I couldn't push properly, mm-hmm. and I really couldn't. And then every push, um, and then that's when my obstetrician was like, okay, we, she was, <clears throat> her heart rate was then getting up to about 200, 200 mm-hmm. beats. And then she was like, we need to get this baby out now. So she said, you know, she got the vacuum and then she did the, put the vacuum on. I'm going to have to. And then I think I did like a push or two pushes and she was like, I'm going to have to cut you. Cause she realized, I think she, then she realized how big she was. Yeah. Cause she was nine pounds eight in the end. Um, she was like, okay, we're going to give you a cut. And I really didn't want to – I had it in my birth notes. I didn't want an episiotomy. I wanted to tear naturally because it's easier um, recovery to, to, to tear. Because oh, you're right. tearing the weakest spot rather than right, being cut. cuttings. But she cut in a pretty good spot. I didn't really have any real dramas with my episiotomy. But she gave me a cut and then I had the contraction to, to push. With no more epidural. No oh, more. And then I – that's the only time I was – I screamed. I think I screamed. Mm-hmm. The pain that I felt after that push after the appeasing on me was like nothing like I'd ever felt before. And that's when I was like, I think I turned to Steve. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do it. I realized like it was my one point of weakness, weakness when I was yeah. like, I can't do this anymore. I was like screaming for the epidural. I was screaming that I didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think I had two or three more pushes and she was out. So yeah. two more, three, two or three more pushes of that pain. Yeah. At least it, at least it was like right, right at the end, you know. I didn't, yeah. But then I think when she come out, I just remember my body, the feeling of a baby coming out was the best feeling in the world. Like when you, it's like, and but the pain from the episiotomy was still there. Like yeah. when she come out, and I just remember this massive baby coming out. I was like, but then all I could think about was this pain. The pain, yeah. So then they they put her on me, and I just remember like going plonk on my. Chest, and then it took me a few seconds to process what had happened. Yeah. So I think I was in a bit of shock. Shock. Yeah. I think I like. I think Steve said afterwards he was like a little bit worried because mm-hmm. like I was still like crying, like crying out in pain when they yeah. put, put her on me. And it took me like a couple of seconds, like, and then like I realized what had happened, and I was like, it went away. The yeah, pain went away, and then you have that feeling. But it took. I, you know, I didn't realize. Because some people, you read these stories and it's like, as soon as they come out, then there's no more pain. But I think because I was Oh, there cut, was pain. <laughs> no, I always read these things with natural birth. Like, as soon as they're out, like, it's... Yeah. The pain goes away. It's, like, instant. You know what I mean? Because no. the contraction pain, once it's gone, it's, it's yeah. gone. And, you know, the only thing that hurt afterwards was that, um, the cut. Yeah. You know? Other than that, there was... Nothing. So then, like, I was like, damn, if, if only I didn't get <laughs> this cut. And then after a few seconds, like, you know, I, yeah, she was on me and, like, started breastfeeding and, like, she, yeah, it was amazing. Like, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So then you're back to your room and you had time to process everything that happened and, you know, 
um, did you, you know, did you feel like it was all worth it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like I, I was like normal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I didn't really, I didn't have to like. <laughs> you've got um, hover, like, it just reminded me. I've, you've got this beautiful photo. I'll put it in our page. Um, that you posted of you giving birth and just like this, it's a very raw, mm. real photo of when Daisy comes out. Yeah, she was screaming and, coming out, which was oh, really it's good. such a beautiful photo. Yeah, like that was my it one. It really thing. shows, like, I think that photo really captures who took that photo. I think my daughter took that photo. It, it really captures the emotion, the yeah. exhaustion, the yeah. pain, yeah. the love, everything. Yeah. Everything's on that photo. Because yeah. that's how I felt. Like, yeah, and you can tell. Yeah, it was, I I think being labor that long, but I felt like it, I had accomplished this thing that I wanted for so long, yeah. which was really amazing. But all I wanted to know was when she came out, like, because I had delayed cord clamping, which is something that obstetrician does, which was really good. I didn't, I think I had the injection to have the placenta come out. So I didn't notice, I didn't have the natural um, birth of the placenta. I didn't even notice when that came out. Mm. Um, but all I wanted to know was how much she weighed because I was like, I had wanted like delayed weighing. But then as soon as she came out, I was like, God, I want to know how big this baby is. Like, she's <laughs> huge. And then, and then, yeah, when they weighed her, I was like, oh. No wonder. I knew it. Like, <laughs> I just remember the weight coming on, you know, coming on me. But yeah, like. Yeah, it was just really nice to kind of, um, yeah, get back into the room and, like, you know, yeah, I don't know. It was a really, like, really nice feeling. Like, I was, like, on a high, so I hadn't yeah. slept, but then I couldn't, and then I yeah. couldn't sleep. Yeah. With this little baby, this, this little, I'm the one holding, she slept with me, guys. Mm, she wouldn't sleep with her mummy and I she know. slept with me. I still got it. Actually, there was a moment during the birth that I didn't mention there was only whilst I was like laboring. I think this was like this was on the Saturday. There was a lady that there was a woman that came in. She was like in labor. She came in in labor and she had a baby. And I just remember, I just remember when the baby came out and started crying, and yeah. I could hear it. <laughs> and then everyone was like, I I remember that was my moment. I'll never forget this. I just broke down and started crying, and I never felt so much hate for somebody in my whole <laughs> life. And nobody could. It was like, are you okay? And no one could say anything. I was like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. And I was like, swearing at her. I was swearing at this girl that was like, just give like birth. Like that episode from Friends where Rachel's like, that happens to her. Like, and people keep like moving on. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I have to watch that episode. That's it's really exactly funny. what happened. I never have hated so much someone in so, a pregnant person so much in my life. I was like, and then I was like crying. I was like, "Why can't my body give birth?" Like you know. Yeah. Oh, so you funny. did it at the I end. You it. really did. Um, so you've accomplished this amazing thing that you were working towards. At that stage, um, did you did you feel like people got behind you then? Lots of people, like lots of midwives, were like, "Oh my god, girl!" High fiving me. Yeah. You did it. Like congratulations. Like. You know, wow, like, I got lots of, like, those, but then, like, there was a few people, you know, especially because she had the vacuum, so she had the little vacuum thing on her head. Yeah. Um, You know, I had a couple couple of things, like, oh, you should have just cut her out, or someone said, oh, a sun, I don't know what they're called, like, a sunroof birth would have been much more pleasant or something. (laughs) I was like, sunroof birth? What the hell is this? Fairy birth, apparently, like, the new... Then you word for it, something. Oh, okay. And then I had a yeah. few people, but mostly like positive people, mainly like um, yeah, interested on the story. On the like, yeah, on on how like because you know when I tell people, most people like don't even know that that's a thing. Yeah. So they want to know more about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like the people that were like I didn't get like a lot of positive vibes beforehand. Mm-hmm. Like most of them were like, you know, turn around, turn around, but then some of them still were like, yeah, they're always going to be those. I had a comment just the other day mm, about it. Yeah. There's always going to be those. And unfortunately that's the reality. Motherhood, uh, parenthood, um, it's an amazing thing and makes us, um, you know, better people, but also it can be so challenging and so, um, 
soul soul destroying sometimes not because of the kids itself but because of what comes with it and you know all the judgment and people thinking they know what's best for you yeah feel like which is a shame and um that's why i wanted you here so you can tell your story and people really you know understand you know reasons why people do that and Mm. you know and it's okay it can be done it can be done and it's okay Mm. and it's you know here we've got this beautiful baby beautiful healthy so healthy so healthy so happy (laughs) she's always giving us giggles and smiles i do have a couple more questions before we go daisy's sleeping now so we're good um comparing comparing your c-section to your v-back um, if you have a, had a third one, what would you choose? I would choose natural again. Yeah. Definitely. Would you do anything differently? Like, yes. What would you do differently? Get the epidural. But it's like, not like, it's not like what I would do differently. It's just how my, how your body is. But I you definitely would, do... would avoid at all costs. I know now induction yeah. and, and what intervention but you could do. But you couldn't do, you couldn't avoid that. No. That's what I mean. Like, it's not something yeah. that's a choice. It's more like what your body would do. And yeah. I just wouldn't... I'd love... I mean, I'm not having a third anyway, so I don't even have to think about this. But, like, <laughs> I was going into an induction. I definitely know what would what happen. to expect after And, that. you know, I read all these stories, like, VBAC stories about don't get induction, don't get induction, don't get induction. And I was like, what's, what's, what's everybody's beef with induction? And now mm, I kind you know of why. know why. Um, that it is an intervention, um, and it, even though I, I had an amazing experience, I had amazing VBAC, and um, you know it was all positive in the end. It definitely was like a hard road. It wasn't easy. Yeah. It wasn't this natural, amazing, quick birth that mm-hmm. I I still didn't get didn't get like this thing that I envisioned in my head. Yeah, which is like fine. I have two birth stories that are like real. Like, I love both my birth stories. Mm-hmm. They're both things I've gone through. But, um, yeah, I, I guess not getting um, an induction would be, like, something that I would recommend going for a normal delivery. Yeah. Even if it's your first, I wouldn't get induced or V-back. Like, I wouldn't. But if you have to get it done, what can yeah. you do? You have to you have to think about you do have to think about your baby yeah. at the end of the day. It is about what you want, but then it's you know, your baby does you know, you need to think about your baby. So it, yeah. and it's just I think this just goes to show of how um how brave motherhood makes us and how I strong. I mean, um if you see like um Em is one of these annoying mums that's got all together, so she's got this, you know, She's beautiful. She's always looking... Me? Yeah. She's always looking gorgeous. She got these gorgeous two kids. She's got, you know, a great marriage. She's built her business from the ground. Mm-hmm. And you look at her and, you know, you, you might not be able to tell, um, you know... I've got issues. Don't worry. Yeah, we all do. <laughs> but you might not be able to tell, you know, how strong this woman is and, you know, how she... she you know, she wants it, she'll get it done. And I think that's what it is about, you know, opening up the conversation and finding out people's stories before we, you know, go ahead and make assumptions Mm. because we are a lot more than what we may appear. How is sex life after? (laughs) It's fine. Like, Is there a difference? Did you feel a difference between when you're before you had a baby coming out of your vagina and after? This is a question I've always wanted to Um, ask. No, because it's look, it looks exactly the same. You still have, I think, but I'm not asking how it looks, I'm asking how it feels. I think people under the assumption that even when you have a cesarean, you can just go back and have sex straight away, but you can't, like, you still have to wait the six weeks. It's still painful the first time you have sex after cesarean. It was exactly the, the same, same when after um, a vaginal birth. Like yeah. the feelings were the same. There was the no feeling. There's no. I mean, I the the cut that I had goes kind of like off to the side, mm-hmm. so it doesn't get in the way of like yeah. your, your yeah feeling area, <laughs> your <laughs> sex area. But like yeah, like it's exactly this. Like there's no issue. If 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 anything, because apparently like when they 
stitch you up. They can stitch you up a little bit tighter. Oh, really? It's called the husband oh. stitch. So they, oh, I yeah, know, but I don't think, and that what makes it a bit more painful. Right. Mm-hmm. But tear really bad. Yeah, yeah. It might be worse after, but for me it's fine. So Very yeah. good. Okay, and then we'll finish it off with the questions I always ask mm-hmm. my guests. Tell me your worst parenting fail. Probably was recently um, with Daisy when Daisy was born. My mum was over and was just helping me and we locked Daisy inside the house and we were <laughs> locked outside the house. We went absolutely crazy trying to get back into the house that my mum nearly smashed a window with a, pe- with a, a stick, that she, like a piece <laughs> of wood she'd found. And like, I kind of got it together and then called my husband. I think she was like in the house for like all up maybe like 20 minutes, half an hour by yeah. herself. She was just asleep. And she she wasn't wouldn't, wouldn't go anywhere. Anyway. No, she was just there. And then we were like fully panicking. And then, you know, when we calmed down everything, you know, someone's like, she sleeps for longer than that, like during the night and you don't have her next to you. Yeah. But I think it was like, if she wakes up, oh my gosh, yeah. like I'm out here. Yeah. And, you know, you have to have your baby yeah. next to you. That's probably the worst. I was, that was distraught with that. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Um, and what's your favorite parenting quote? My favorite is, and I always say this, is um, the days are long, but the years are short. Yes. I love that one. Like, that's my so favorite. true. Because when I'm having I've a really heard bad, that one before. When I'm having a really bad day and, like, the day is just crazy, I just have to think, okay. You know, and even having a four-year-old now, I'm like, oh, my God, those those years have gone so quick. Yeah. So you appreciate the crazy days where you're like, oh my gosh, why did I have kids? Like, this yeah. is just this is a not for me. <laughs> yeah. And then you just think of that and then you're like, oh my God, I should appreciate like yeah. every second. I it's, I mean, we are all humans. It's, it's, it's hard because they are hard so work, hard. but it's so true. It goes, oh. the, long, the days are very long, but you know, you then just go so quick. I love the Kim Kardashian quote is one is one, two is 20. That's another one that I've added to my favourite. It gets better. Just wait for her to just be a little bit like older. Three, it's better. Four. <laughs> yeah, people like that. Um, it gets better. Mm. You know? No, it's already. It's, it's. I'm over that crazy, crazy yeah, phase. Yeah. yeah, no, it's all beautiful now. It's good. Thank you so much for coming. That's I okay. loved the chat, um, and I loved hearing all your experiences. Mm-hmm. I wish you were there with me. You could have um, I don't know if I wanted to be there uh, after you tell me. All that. I, I, would I just love told to be you how now. I, would I love just to be told you how terrified it makes me. I would cringe. I would like just. I don't know. I would panic for you. I wouldn't be a good support because I would be panicking. <laughs> I'd make it worse. I would love to be at birth now. You'd love to. Yeah, be at birth just to see it. So, Who knows? We'll see, guys. Day. If anyone wants to invite Anne, she's <laughs> up for birth. it. <laughs> okay, everyone. I'll see you next time. Thanks, Em. Thank you.